This episode is brought to you by marketing consulting firm, the Bonafide Lyrics and Marketing, LLC, where creativity meets business. You can check us out at www.theblm.com for more information on how we help local artists and creatives maximize their business presence. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, boy. Yeah, yeah. It's the All Love No Fear Podcast. Hey. It's hey. the All Love No Fear Podcast. Hey. Check hey. us out. Hey. It's the All Love Oh No Fear Podcast. podcast. Uh-huh, podcast. uh-huh. All Love Oh No Fear Podcast. Hey. What up, what up, what up? It's the All Up No Fear Podcast. Hey, no fear. Hey, hey. I look, I'm, my, what, what, all my words messed up. What, 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 what happened? All Love No Fear Podcast. Hey, All Love No Fear Podcast. Hey, All Love No Fear, All Love No Fear, All Love No Fear Podcast. Hey, 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 hey. do 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 How y'all doing? How's everybody doing? What's going on? How are you doing? How are you doing? I am good. Uh, uh, at season four. Episode 14. Yes, episode 14 of, of the, the All, All Love, Love No Fear, Fear podcast. podcast. With your host, KB, and your other host, Mr. Mark Meta Poetic Bennett. That we is me. in the building. How was your week? Uh, I don't know. Okay. It was all the days seemed like the same day. So, yeah. Uh, same 24 hours. It is the same 24 hours, so I can... You know what I mean. It just... I can't really think back and be like, this happened this day, that happened that day. Like, it all seemed like it happened at the same time, so I don't really... I don't really know, but it happened. I survived. I'm here. That's it. How about you? Um, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Um, I'm chilling. I'm good. Um, I started my uh, TikTok for the Kata resume, so... You're a TikToker now? You're a TikToker? It's exhausting. <laughs> TikTok it, is mad work. I'm like, nah, the kids it, can have this it one. It is exhausting. Um, Did you see that video of that lady who showed how she made like the TikTok <laughs> video where it was like she had the hat on and she took the hat on and she did a wave it's, then she put the glasses on? I was just like... too much. This too much. If this is what it takes to make a TikTok video, y'all can have it. Do I have all the fancy graphics? Yes. I'm not I'll, doing fancy graphics. Y'all can have it. Um, So, I guess it's kind of a start of a new venture. Um, but it's called the catered resume, the catered resume in which we are, well, I am, <laughs> it's just me for this one. Um, I am here to help people who need assistance with their resume, with the job search process, with interview questions, just trying to help you in your process to get a new job. Right. And I started a new TikTok on called the catered resume in which I'm going to be, uh, giving tips addressing concerns um trying to take away like trying to like dismantle any like bad facts that are out there about different things um i have a few posts up there already i'm trying to educate the people i'm trying to be as consistent as i possibly can which will not be that much (laughs) but i'm going to try to post at least the goal is at least once a day, excluding Sundays, because I just don't work. I, I've told myself in my mind since like college, I don't work on Sundays. Because <laughs> you told, shouldn't. I've told myself that already. So it's a day of I, rest. I just I, I refuse to do it. It's a day so, of rest. 
every day but Sunday, I'm going to start posting every day. Look at you, content creator. Um, and videos are going to be like one minute, so it's nothing long. It's nothing crazy. I'm, I'll, I'll post it on the Instagram too. The website is in process; it's almost done. Um, I just want to make sure it makes sense. Um, I was trying to have a lot of different ways. I feel like I want to do it. It might be levels in terms of how we do it, but as we get more information, you will know. Yes, um, I think I spilled. The, I started to spill the beans on it like a couple episodes yeah, back. We were like, "You know, shut your mouth." Justin. Yeah, I was like, "We don't, we don't have like, anything together right I was now." Like, oh. My bad. I was excited. <laughs> we have we have nothing together. I don't know. You're well, correct, but I was just I really excited it. and yeah. wanted to share the news. But you were like, ah, yeah, Ixnay on the Uznay. I'm not good at Pig Latin. Also, that that was bad. Um, if you wanted to, like, I do do trainings. I do do workshops. You weren't even going to try to teach me better. Nope. <laughs> I'll do, I would do seven. I do seminars. <laughs> not move on. Yeah, you treats me. Do you see? I do love you. I do. Because if you did, that, you nope. would teach me better pig there, Latin. There, there is no if. If I did, I, I do. Well, I don't know how much because you're not teaching me better pig Latin. That's that's not how love works, Mark. You don't know. Love is not based off of the love of pig, pig Latin. It's not about the love of pig Latin. It's about teaching me to do better so I can be better. That's that's what it's about. And I don't feel like you're facilitating that at this moment just for do, me. Just do better. But I don't know, so I need your help. Spam Google. Um. <laughs> I don't remember that the next time you asked me for something. <laughs> There's mad Google, son. It's mad Google. It's mad Google. I'll, I'll say less. I'll, Noted. I'll, Noted. I'll, I'll teach you another day. No, no, no. It's too late. You didn't say it. You done, you done referred me to Google. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much. No, no further things needed from you. Thank you for your time. All right. Um, yes, right- go on. You were saying about, you were saying about stuff you were doing. Yeah, but um, yeah, we're going to get right into that. If, like I said, if you need any tips, you're looking for a new job, you need assistance, you can just come and ask me for advice. Yes, if yes. If you want to email me for advice, go to thecatedresume at gmail.com. I'm giving advice. I'm giving tips. If you need help, call me. Yes, because, you know, the pandemic is winding down and, um, you know, jobs are opening back up. People is, you know, looking for employees. It's, it's a lot of jobs out here in these streets if you want them. Uh, so why not come to... Your good friend, your homie, the guy you listen to every week, Mark, to find out about how you can get you one of them jobs by cleaning up your resume. So, you yes. know, just the job, the job you want, the job you want, where they pay you your worth and all that jazz. Word. So, yeah, holla at Mark. He can put you on. He can hook it up for you. Word, 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 word. Big respect. Respect to them. All right. Um, we'll get right into the next section. Yes. This is our love it or lose it section. Which is the theme song love, love it, it or, or lose it hey love it or lose it hey 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 love it or lose it hey love it or lose it hey 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 I don't really remember, nor do I much care, Um, because we're going to get into it today. Um, So it's June, uh, and June is, you know, arguably the number one month for weddings. Uh, A lot of people have June anniversaries. A lot of people uh, get married in the month of June. Uh, What's her name? Um, Jasmine just got married, I think, yesterday. And so... uh, 
Did I know that? I don't know if I knew that. I, I stumbled upon it on the internet. Um, like, I knew about the engagement or whatever, but I had forgotten the date. For some reason, I thought it was September. But, you know, June is a very popular um, wedding month. And so it made me think, we did not get married in June. Why did we not choose June? Is there a reason we didn't get married in June? Is it simply because it was popular and we said we don't want popular? Uh, possible. I don't know. We just never considered it. Like, our first choice was December because we, like, started dating in December. And then I think we were considering August at some point because we were thinking about an outdoor situation. And then we arrived at October. How did we get there? How did we get to October? Because we went from December to August. <laughs> like, was October just like the middle, the middle compromise month? December. I think. I think it was um, a lot of things. I think it was December initially, and then we, um, someone was saying it's too cold. Yes. I think we were talking about August, July, but then I think it was like too hot. You didn't want to be sweating. Yes. Off, all the makeup off. Yes, that's not and thrilling. So we were like. I guess in our mind it was like spring or it was fall and as you know we don't like spring well documented fact here at the pod <laughs> so fall was fall was the option yes early fall early fall so I, just, I was just googling on the internet to see what were the top five most popular wedding months and apparently number five is August number four is May number three is June number two is September and number one apparently is October I'm I'm genuinely surprised. I didn't think October uh, would be uh, people like fall. Yeah, people 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 like fall in general. And you know what it is about October? October, you still have the chance of like nice weather. Yeah, but not like hot and humid like how summer. Yeah, like I said, can be. People don't want to sweat their their life away. Yeah, they don't want to sweat their life away. Especially because like people have make- makeup on and things yeah. like that. So. They what they don't want is that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, December, January, and February are at the bottom of the list. Well, yeah, girl, because unless you're trying to have a winter wonderland wedding, it's not lit. Um, and I'm I'm glad I'm glad we were sort of talked out of December because I would have been very annoyed celebrating my our anniversary and my birthday in winter months for what? For what? My birthday I can't help, but the anniversary I could have. So. Yeah. You know, whatever. So yes. Uh, in in keeping with the whole wedding conversation. This week's Love It or Lose It, wedding types. Which ones would you love or lose? Okay. So the four options are... We didn't do this one. We didn't? Okay. Uh, The first one is uh, beach or destination kind of wedding. You know what I mean? You know, people standing in sand next to some hopefully blue water. Um, Y'all Negroes do like to go to the places with the brown, but it's whatever. It's y'all business. I don't know. Y'all wanted a beach. Um, So... (laughs) Beach uh, or destination is the first uh, uh, option. The second option is garden slash tented type of situation. So, you know, you're at the botanical garden or, you know, a park or just somewhere where it's like real jazzy and it's like a lot of florals and you don't need a lot of decoration. You're just like outside and, you know, it's just beautiful giving what it's supposed to give. Um, The third option is, you know, a yacht or cruise ship kind of situation where you know you're on a boat you know you're sailing around there's water you know you're just you know having a 
having an open air kind of experience. And the fourth option is, you know, like a museum or a library, someplace that's not, you know, a typical wedding location. And it's like, yeah, you're there, but there's like stuff to get into while you're there. It's like unique. It's not like your typical, you know, wedding hall type of place. There's, you know, expensive art on the wall or like rare books or something like that. So those are the four options. So which one would you love which one would you lose? So beach, botanical garden. Like a yacht slash yacht cruise ship situation. Or a museum. Museum library type situation. Lose, lose, lose. That's way. Forever and ever. Forever and ever. Do, 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 do. It's better to talk about it while I'm thinking about it and the reason why it's taking me so long. Um, I, I'm, I, I know what my love it is, mm-hmm. right? But um, like in terms of lose it, I'm I'm trying to figure out which way to attack it because like they're all okay for spaces, mm-hmm. but I'm like, why would I lose it? And I'm like, maybe it would be the difficulty of doing it, mm-hmm. or like the more cause for something wrong to happen. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like yes. I, I was trying to figure out like what, 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 um, what factors would, which one would have more factors mm-hmm. was, will, will be a, something wrong might happen. Okay. Um, cause I'm like, I, I don't know why else I would lose any of them. <laughs> right. they're, they're all like equally great. You all like, like them, I, yeah. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, you know what I'm saying? Right. I understand. So like if if I'm going with that I'm going with which one I feel like the most it's more air for more likely for things to go wrong or would be a yeah. beach okay um because sand flying everywhere it's usually windy by the beach um sand be in people's shoes <laughs> sand be everywhere um tide can go in tide can go out uh it's I, I've seen I, like the beach has to have perfect conditions. It's the only way it works. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In perfect conditions, it is fantastic. Out out of sight, perfect conditions, it it gets loud. <laughs> it's, it's just a lot of factors mm-hmm. that things can go wrong. Right. With a beach wedding, mm-hmm. but if they if if it's done well, it's perfect conditions, everything right, mm-hmm. great. But outside of that, <laughs> outside yeah. of the perfect conditions, it can go badly, and it's hard to know perfect conditions like any other thing. Mm-hmm. But because like even if it's a canopy, it canopy like you hear the wind hitting the like mm-hmm. I've I've seen it so many times where it's like so loud because mm-hmm. water's rushing and th- like it's just it's just so many reasons mm-hmm. why um it can go badly, right? And that's the reason why I would say lose the beach. Okay, um, Cause I, was, I was I was trying to figure out like why. Um, I'm not even gonna hold you. I 
I think I may agree. I didn't really have a choice when I was when I was thinking. I was still kind of going back and forth because there are pros and cons to all of them. Um, but I think I I agree with Beach for the reasons you stated, and also because I also feel as if Beach, like I love a beach, a good one. As I've stated on here, very, very, very several times, I'm beach, I'm beach bougie, and so I love a beach. I love the idea of a beach wedding. I love the idea of standing in the sand. Like I'm not worried about the sand in my toes or the sand on my dress or any of those things. I think my biggest issue with beach weddings is the fact that everything has to be perfect, like one one thing not going right can mess up the whole yeah. ambiance it's, like it's it's too accident bro yes like <laughs> it's too there's, fragile. there's too many things that could go wrong and then like there's never there's not really a lot of privacy on beaches like Unless if you go looking beach. like you know florida like some of the islands whatever whatever it's like a lot of the beaches are public beaches or semi-private beaches, which still allow for other people to be there. And I don't know if anybody's ever seen the show Four Weddings, but I remember an episode where they were having a wedding on a beach somewhere in Florida and it was like, it was outside of a resort. And so like people that were in the resort on, on the balconies facing the beach, like they were making noise and they were yelling and there were people further down the beach. So it's just like, and, 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 and things carry because the yeah, winds carry and the because voices. the winds carry things. So it's just like, and there was helicopters flying over. Like it was just a lot that was taking yeah, place. It, it's, just, it's just too many factors. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of factors. Like and if everything goes, because like when people think of beach wedding, they think of the perfect day. Yeah. The perfect weather. Perfect level of wind. Like I love to watch like, a beach like, Don't just, get me wrong. It's just it's just a lot of perfect things that can yeah. go go go. Um, yeah, like visually, I think they're great. I think they're wonderful. I've seen several beach weddings. The pictures were amazing. Everybody looked beautiful. It was great. But I'm just like, I don't think that the way my personality is set up, I could I could manage to deal with that because I'm like, I literally would have to just throw caution to the wind and be like, well, let's see how this goes, and that's not. <laughs> <laughs> that's not how I'm set up as a person. Let's see how this goes. It's not. It's not what I do. So I feel. I feel like that would that would not work for me. Even though I do enjoy a beach wedding, I would love to go to one. I I think they're beautiful, but yeah, I don't. I don't know if that would be the vibe for me. What's your love it? I'm curious to hear. Um, love it is museum. Okay. Um, I like have I like having art. Mm-hmm. I like having art around. Mm-hmm. Um, you know about me. Yeah. Um. Like, I'm like I. The reason why I like you, you saw it and you were excited about it too. But the reason why I, I took you to like the Dance Africa because I was like I'm always excited about the art. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm always like, in the art section, like mm-hmm. art. <laughs> and like I, I, I enjoy having art around, um, being able to see um, all kinds of art going on. Um, and seeing things. Um, and it doesn't have to be art; it could just be something visually. Mm-hmm visually stimulating and and um even though I like flowers flowers aren't enough okay for me I, I, I like I like more 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 than just the flowers I want art also okay um I've I've like seen weddings where they're in museums and they always look flat to me 
Um, like I'm not even gonna hold you. My absolute like favorite photo I've ever seen of a wedding is not in a museum. It's in a library. It's in the Peabody yeah, Library. Li- yeah, yeah. The Peabody Library in Baltimore. I think it's in. It's somewhere in Maryland. I think Baltimore. Like, yeah, li- library works for me the, too. Vi- like it took. I literally gasped when I saw. It. I was like, "This is everything." Yeah. Like, which, which is like why it was just like floor to ceiling books, and it had like an arch. I was just like, "Which is yes. we, we did our um, our wedding pictures at a library." Yes, when we did our wedding pictures, and yes, it's, it's the same. It's the and same. our wedding theme was was books. Yeah, it was so it's, it's it's the same concept. Like we just just things like that. Yeah, we, you me. tried to bring the library to to, to where we was at. Yeah, yeah, agreed. So things like that are are interesting to me. Yes, I I yeah I shouldn't say I'm shocked that you said that. That is your idea of a good time. Um, I love it. I'm going between. I'm on a boat. And um, what Mark? And um, the garden. But I think I'm leaning more towards the garden. Yeah, I I love a flower botanical garden, garden, tropical. Like that is my idea of a good time. That's it to me. You're you're interested in going to every garden that you you ever heard about. I love every time you hear about garden. Like we should go there. I love gardens. (laughs) You you I do. You were ready to go to. I chose a I chose a college that's a garden. Do you understand that? Yeah. The college I went to is a nationally recognized arboretum. Those who don't know what arboretum is, it's basically designated preserved ground for trees, plants, flowers, things of that nature. Yeah, like so. My college, my college is an arboretum, and uh, I love a flower. I do. I love a flower. I love a shrub. I love a tree. It's my idea of a good time. Yeah, and any anytime you hear about a garden, you're like, we should probably go there one time. We should. We should hit it up. We should see what the kids are doing. Like you don't, you don't, you could care less about a garden. You I don't, could I care less. Except that I couldn't care less. It's just not my number one, two, or three. Okay, sure. Um, I enjoy a garden. I do. I enjoy a flower. I enjoy like I just it's just so beautiful and so lush and green and it's like it's just like this open space of like just color and excitement and you can just kind of you don't have to do a lot you can just come with you know your white uh, your trellis and your white uh, chiffon or whatever fabric and just drape it elegantly and voila wedding it's lit. And I like the idea of like a tented outdoor reception. So it's like I could sort of have an inside, but then be sort of outside at the same time too. Like I can go inside the tent if I want to, you know, eat, do a little shimmy, shimmy, yeah, yeah. And then I can go outside and stroll the grounds and get into some flowers and take some pictures, buy some flowers. Like sounds like a great time. I would love Mm -hmm. that. That would be awesome. Like I love going to weddings when they do the ceremony outside and it's like a nice like outdoor space to do it. I'm always like, oh my God, this is so nice in here. Like, uh, yeah. So yeah. Yeah, it would probably be the garden arboretum thing for me because they're great. Yep. They're great. There are also things that could potentially go wrong, but there's no sand in anyone's toes, so it's a plus. Because the, the one downside, I will say, of the outdoor garden things, depending on the time of year, your heels could be sinking into the ground, which is... Yeah, if, if it's wet on the ground. If it's wet, it's, it's I, I bad that. for business. But it, it, like I said, it's not as bad as the beach because the wind is not usually yeah. strong in the garden. Yeah, like there's there's trees and things to kind of suck and, that up. And, you, and a canopy can solve that problem. Yes, 100%. A okay. canopy doesn't really solve the problem with beaches. Yeah, because you know what happens <laughs> with the sand? It's not that strong. Yeah. 
it's just going to raise up and then you're just going to be sitting there like so about um about that yeah about that so yeah that's my that's my that's my love it i yeah i i expect that you expected that yeah okay Hmm, i should have said the sailboat you wouldn't have said that especially saying sailboat you're not gonna be in a sailboat well yacht Yacht. (laughs) what you're not doing is a sailboat (sighs) yacht Yes. So yes, that was love it or lose it. Hey, love it or lose it. Hey, 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 love, love it, it or lose it. it. Hey, love, love it, it or lose, lose it. it. Hey, 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 hey. Love hey, 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 hey. Hey, 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 hey. Hey, 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 hey. it. That's fine. I'm, I'm glad you jumped in when you did. I was like, oh, so I'm gonna just do the whole outro by myself. That's wild. It's wild, crazy, my guy. Wild, crazy. Wild, crazy. Wow, it's crazy. So yeah, let's get into our topic for today. Main topic. So in case people wonder why Mark says main topic, it's so that we can, when we're doing timestamps, we can figure out where to start this thing. <laughs> Just in case, you, like in case you were wondering, why does he say main topic? It's because we need to find that statement so that when it's time to post the podcast, we could be like, and this is where it started. Uh, so just for curiosity reasons, it's that that's why. So yeah, this week's uh, topic is kind of like a follow up to our conversation from last week about like having different types of uh, bosses in the workplace based on. Uh, race and gender um, so Mark and I were having a conversation a couple of days ago about you know dealing with conflict in the workplace and you know how folks deal with it and uh, we were just talking about the fact that men a lot of times like if they feel like a workplace is getting too contentious either with like a boss or another colleague or something like that like they'll just dip they'll just they'll just be like wow i'm gonna find another job like yeah. while, like, 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 while I, women I, are are more like they'll come and this is not a general you know not, not all women i understand but more often than not, at least in our experiences, women when they encounter challenging situations in the workplace or challenging specifically bosses, challenging specifically bosses yeah, or like even like co- men, some men, men, men have stayed around in jobs where they don't appreciate them. Yeah, and like so that, that, that that's not, that's not what I'm saying. Yeah, what I'm saying is like a boss being like saying things disrespectfully to you, right? Or like saying or talking crazy to you. Yes, or like just not valuing your work or yeah, you know, just kind of pushing you in directions to do things you don't want to do or whatever the case is like women for the most part in our experiences tend well they'll complain about it yeah. but more often than not they will try to they were like, find a way to work with it they're like this is the pl- this is the pain for the course yes this, this is this, this is this is what we have to go through yeah yeah it's it's it's, it's, it's like oh this, this is just like it's annoying but this is like what this is what most of us just go through mm-hmm. at work yeah it's just like Sometimes people talk to you crazy. It's just it's just work, right? Right, and like, cause like um, we cause the reason why I told because we were think we were we were um thinking about a situation, and I'm not gonna say any names, but it was a person who like they were at a job, and the the person who was um their boss, they saw that boss talk to other people in the in the at the job crazy yeah but it wasn't talking to them so there was like oh that's crazy how they're talking to them but it wasn't really like a reason to like 
like it was like he started talking to me this way so right I'm like, just they, it, like, like they recognized something was happening but they weren't the direct recipients of that poor treatment and so they were like well that must be reserved specifically for that person or yeah. those people who's getting that poor treatment I've never gotten that so I don't have anything to worry about I, I have a question how do you feel about that I, 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 how do I, I feel about what if um like someone if someone at your like someone is talking to people crazy mm-hmm. but they're not talking to them crazy and they're kind of like at least it's not me how do I feel about that Cause I don't know how it feels because like men, men we tend to do that mm-hmm. and it's like I don't know like especially if it's women talking to women crazy mm-hmm. it's like it's it's more special especially in that situation right where you, there's like a woman boss and they might not treat the um the male or man um the same way talk, they treat the woman. I'm crazy or anything mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. But they'll talk to the women people in the um, office mm-hmm. a certain way. Mm-hmm. And like, how does how how I don't know how that how does that look from the outside in when like the man's not really saying anything about it? Do do you feel like they're they're not on your side? I mean, I don't expect them to be in the first place, so. I don't. I don't know if I necessarily have a feeling. Well, well here's my thing. Here's my like, feeling. Are, are, do you feel like they're the ops? I keep my good eye on them. Okay. I don't know if they're necessarily the ops, but I keep my good eye on them because a part of me recognizes that men have to. And I think I said this in the last podcast. Men have to tread very carefully in the workplace, uh, and 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 not ruffle too many feathers for fear of being misperceived because that's very, it's very easy for that to happen. So I almost feel as if I understand the man staying out of it because it's not his business. Honestly, it's not, it's not his business. Like he can see what's going on. And he can have an opinion about it, but it's not his business. At the end of the day, I got and, it. I, I, I just feel like I, yeah. I'm glad you feel like I, I. I feel like when I think about it, I'm like, I, I know I understand it, but right. I like if, if someone was upset with me for doing that, mm-hmm. I wouldn't feel right. I, I would like you have a right to be upset. Yeah, I, I, yeah, be, be, because like i'll even say and and like in in jobs i've had previously it was like the instance where i would hear about um supervisors talking to people crazy Mm -hmm. and like but they never talked to me crazy right right so like i'll hear about them talking to them crazy like i I remember even when um i first started working at one place and the supervisor at that time they they, they didn't work there anymore after a while but like they used to talk to people crazy all the time Mm mm-hmm when they um when they spoke to me or something crazy, I was like, I'm address you. Mm-hmm. Like, like, but like after a while, like the way they talked to me was a lot different how they talked to everybody else. Right, right. But I also was more inclined to be like every little instance. I'm like, nah. Yeah, <laughs> I'm more. In- I'm I'm more. I think men are more instant. Like, no. <laughs> right. Don't even not even a little bit. Yeah. But like I feel like many times I would see the women at at that position, they would kinda like take a lot before it got to the point where like But they're gonna say it, something. It's like, okay, not this again. Like it it got to a certain point before that happened. Right. And like I'm not sure if that's because they don't want to come off as being a problem for addressing mm-hmm. for addressing there's a problem. Mm-hmm. 
I'm like, is, do you think that because like they, they, they don't want to come off as like I'm just complaining about everything? I, you know, because what I, like because I want to know like is it is it like commonplace to just be in a place where like supervisors talk to you crazy? I think it's a few things. I think I think for one, women are oftentimes whether implicitly or explicitly taught to not be a problem or taught to not make a scene. So I think that's part of it in that, oh, if I say something, it's going to be making a scene. It's going to be making things worse. So let me just chill. The other part of it is women are gaslit so much from like very early on in life. It's like, for example, like if you're a little girl and you're at school and a little boy keeps bothering you or keeps hitting you or whatever the case is, and you go home and tell, the response isn't, oh, I'm pulling up at the school to see about old boy. Oh, he does that because he likes you. It's like the fact that you're uncomfortable and you're saying something about it, it's being not validated and being told, like you're basically you're, being you're, told you're, you're, you're also, you're what always, you feel is wrong. You're you're misinterpreting the situation. You're, you're, being, you're being too dramatic. You're being too dramatic. You're misinterpreting the situation. So you move, so when you, when you get older, you turn to be like all right i don't want to be too dramatic right, i don't want to be too dramatic i don't want to take it i don't want to you know misinterpret the situation so it's like i feel like women second guess themselves when they're in those types of situations where it's like i feel like this person handled me in a way that was problematic but because i've been so conditioned to not be dramatic or to stop and think about whether i misinterpreted something i then talk myself out of what I know to be true. It's like, oh, you know, she did offend me, but maybe I did say it with a little bit of attitude. Maybe I did. Like you start trying to assign blame to yourself to try to justify why the other person did what they did because you're not confident in feeling like this is what I feel. This is real. This is something actionable that I can go to somebody and say, you did this and it made me feel this way. Because you don't want to have the conversation and the person turns it back on you like, well, that's not what I said. That's not how I... And now you're backed into a corner where you're defending yourself and trying to get them to see what you perceived to have happened. It's just like people just don't want to go through that sometimes. So they just be like, all right, whatever. I'm just going to move along. Is my... Is me... I I guess to like look at myself. Is me trying to give advice unhelpful and almost and still damaging then? Because like, like like I said in, in previous jobs that it might have happened, like it would be like um, someone talking crazy, and I'd be like, "Yo, you should probably just go." Or, you, or I, at first, I would say like, "Hey, you should probably let me know what's going mm-hmm. on." They'll do, I'm like, "Yo, get out of this job, right? Get, get out. Why, why are you still here, right?" And like, I'm saying that based off of if that was happened to me, right. I would do that. So, right. is me giving advice somewhat like? damaging because it seems like I don't understand no I don't think so I think for me I think it's what I need to hear but not what I want to hear in that moment because I think it kind of goes back to just how men and women perceive themselves like we've talked about this before a man will see a job that has 10 qualifications he'll meet five and he'll still apply a woman will meet nine and be like, eh, I don't know. 
men just have a I can conquer, I can do, I can take mentality. So they'll just be like, oh, or, I, don't or, have, I, don't, I don't have to do it. I don't have to do this. Like, I can just go do something I, else. I can find another one. I can find something else. And I think women, we're so, the way we, the way we like. I feel like y'all do, I feel like it, it's, a, it's like, not to like, um, sideline it, but I think, I feel like that's similar to like, um, stereotypically how we approach relationships also. It was like, I can find somebody else. Right. And women, it's like, oh, well, I've invested all this time here. I, you know, there, there's a number of reasons like, oh, like I just graduated from school and I don't want to look like I'm a job hopper. Like there's so many things that I feel like even in conversations I've had with like female colleagues, like so many things that we factor into when we're considering leaving a job, it's like, okay, well, did I stay here long enough? Did I get enough experience? Did I, like, there's a lot of Cause, things. Because we, we've had that conversation with you. And I was yeah. like, nah, just, just be out. Yeah, like, there's a lot of things that we <laughs> that we think about in the career planning situation when we feel like we've gotten to the end of the road with a job. And we're like, oh, but I feel like I didn't get this or I didn't get that or I didn't do this or I didn't do that. And, like, we will kind of keep ourselves in these quite frankly, toxic work situations well beyond their shelf life simply because we feel like we don't have enough or we didn't get enough to move on. Meanwhile, a dude will just be like, well, I'm gonna catch these new rows later. Like, <laughs> like, like I don't have to do this. I remember I was talking to um, someone from my church and like they applied for a job and they started working on a job and like from the beginning, they didn't really like it. And like three weeks in, Another job they applied for that they actually did want mm-hmm. came up, mm-hmm. and I was and and they were like, "Yo, I want to get a job." But I, I just started working for three weeks. I was like, "But who cares? Yeah, leave. What? Go to the new job. You you want this job more, right?" They're like, "Yeah, but I was on the three. I was like, "But who cares?" Right. <laughs> and see, I would, and see, I would be the one all conflicted, like, <laughs> "Oh my god, but I just started there. Like, I just like I think that's the thing. It's like <laughs> who cares? Leave the job. I think, go somewhere else." I think, as women, we have a lot of like emotion, and I'm not saying this in any type of negative way, but I feel like we are raised often to care about how things affect other people. Boys are not. Like, that's not in their natural conditioning to be like, you should care what happens to other people. And not to I, say I, that I, they're, I don't think it's not I don't care. think it's not I don't think you're not raised to care. I just think that I just don't believe you're raised care you're, about me. You're raised to care, but you're also raised to be go out and get it. Do what's best for you. But I also feel like we're raised that companies don't care about you. So why should I care about them? Right. And I don't think we get that same that same teaching. Yeah, cause I'm like I'm, I'm, I'm also like yo companies don't care about me what, why am I caring about what the, like they'll be alright right like after I leave they'll find somebody else they'll figure it out I believe in you yeah yeah I I yeah I, I don't have that same thought process so like I, I would be like oh no I don't know because you know I just started there and I did the training and I blah 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 and I'm like as I've gotten older I've come to realize that possibly potentially they would replace me in a heartbeat. They, they will. And that's like, 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 just... like no one's crying tears over me leaving. They will just find someone else to do my job. Like it's not, it's not the end of the world. If you leave, they, they will find somebody they else. Will, will they be disappointed? Will they feel, they'll, they'll sure. figure it out. Sure. And I think that's the other piece too. It's like, 
They're they're built the, to figure it out. The fear the fear of disappointing. And then I think too the other part that makes it hard for women is that many of us form bonds with the people we work with. Like I don't feel like men have that same like men be cool with people at work, but I don't feel like men legit make friends with people they work with. I don't think we don't make Unless friends. Unless they've I been think, working I think, at that place for a long time and them and the dude like either started together or been working there for around the same time. I don't even say that. I, I say we make friends, but it's like we're not gonna stop we're not gonna not leave a job because of it though. Right, like, like, um, when I was working at um, what's it called, uh, FedEx office, mm-hmm. like I was cool with the line, I was cool with Kevin, mm-hmm. but I was like, but when it was time for me to go, I was like, all right, I'm gonna catch you later. We'll still right. talk. Right, right. We still hang out. Right. I'm not gonna stay here. <laughs> but because you know, and, and you know, I, I think, and I think the difference also is like, women trauma bond very differently in job situations than men do. Like okay. a lot of the, the 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 female friends I have from jobs, like when I think about how tight we were slash are. It was like legit trauma bonding. Like we were all being hazed by the institution or by the boss equally. And so we bonded together. And so we made a pact like we all leaving at the same time. But why? <laughs> because we can't. Leave. No one, no one, no one gets still, left behind. Y'all can still be friends Ohana after. Ohana means family. No one gets oh left my behind. Leave job. <laughs> we trying. We you be trying. You don't have to it wait. It just be taking a while. Okay. Because you know, you, you know why I say all that? Because it's like not everybody got the same qualifications. Not everybody got the same interview skills. I, this is true. This is <laughs> not, valid. Not, not everybody, this is not valid. Can move but around. I think because we trauma bond, we also want to make sure everyone else gets out safely. Like let's let's just all get out. We don't want to leave anybody behind dealing with the trash by themselves. We want to make sure everyone gets out. Like when I left my other job, like there was conversation about leaving for a while, but like I wasn't the first one to leave. I think I had to get to my own mental place to be like, listen, these, these folk gonna have to figure it out. I got to go. And I left. But, you know, and then after that, other people left too. But it's like, I think the issue is like, we all talk about leaving, but it's not until like the first person actually does it. Then we're all like, well, I suppose we can all get out of here then. I suppose like, we can why just do you feel, cause I feel go. like that happens too. I feel <laughs> like that happened at the last job. I feel like, like mad people there the whole time and then one person left and it was like, I feel like everybody was like this. They left. <laughs> they just left they us. left us for dead how dare they, they because that's how it be feeling because it be like it's like the uh the, the uh what's that that movie that batman movie the one where he was in that thing and he was trying to climb out and it was like everybody's trying to get out and no one ever makes it and then that one person gets out and you're just like well they're never coming back they got out and they left us we're still down here in the pit. How will we get out? How will we get out? <laughs> like it, it, it's, it's, it's. I just don't understand. Yeah, like meanwhile, dudes would be like, I did, like because, like, I, I really felt like, like that's because, like, I remember, like, they had like a whole meeting after. It was like, how do y'all feel about the person? I was like, they, they're good. Let them be fine. Let them be fine. Right. Like they, <laughs> they moved on. Right. Like which they're allowed to. <laughs> Which, which, you know, and I think that's the that's other. Why people have to make excuses like this. Yeah, I had to because you know this is. I'm like, no, you, you just wanted to leave. Right, it's fine. Like you thought this was trash, <laughs> and you said, I'm out. I don't want to be here. Anymore. I don't want to do this anymore because I don't have to. But yeah, I think that that's 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 that's. I feel like they try to downplay, like, oh yeah, you know, it was just a little crazy, so like I had to get out of here, and then like, like it's. 
you can you can apply and leave a job. It's cool. Yeah, you can still be friends after you leave the job. You can, yeah. <laughs> you can yeah. do that. Yeah, and I think too. You know what it is. You, I th- you don't have to. You don't have to suffer together. You don't have to like yeah. collectively suffer. And I think too, when you work in like a public service, front facing kind of like job, you also think about like the people who you actually serve or work with. Like, oh my gosh, like like I work in a job where we deal with students. Like, not I don't deal directly with students anymore. So I would I'm fine. But I know when I left my last job, I was like, but I've been working with these students and helping them and now they're going to transition to a new person and that may set them back and like I was worried about all types of things other than the fact this that I wh- felt like I was mentally breaking down as a this, result of working there. this is why it's insane they leave after they leave college they, they do and they don't look back right but I would rather them leave me than me leave them that's how I they, felt they'd be like deuces they'd be like I graduated I'll, <laughs> bye miss I'll never see you again I'll, ne- I'll probably never see you again <laughs> bye miss that's why it's insane to me I know I know I know I know like I yeah it, yeah I know I know I get it I understand like- I understand but like it's true because I'm like in the jobs where I've been, where I've had male coworkers, like they have been the first ones to dip every time. They've been they've been like, oh nah, I can't do this. I'm gonna head out. <laughs> like nah, this ain't this ain't it. Like I'm dipping. Like, and it's like it would never dawn on me to be like I'm dipping because of that. Like, it took me a long time to kind of recognize like, y'all, this is toxic. I should probably. I should probably exit. Um, but like for a while, I just, I think I kind of subscribe to the, well, this is just kind of how work is. This is just what happens. And I don't think I've ever had a situation where I have dealt with a boss that has talked to me wild, but like I've seen them do it to other people. And I'm like, oh, so that's how you give it up. It's only a matter of time before you do it to me. Yeah. So I, I don't like. I got my good eye is, on the situation. The reality is, I don't think I'm talking to you crazy. Like the only time that someone will talk to you crazy will probably in the beginning before they know who you are. You give off a aura of you're not going to talk to me crazy because you're not. I I understand. <laughs> I understand. These are jokes. But like, but you, you give off an aura of that. So I, I really? doubt. Yeah. Okay. You're, you're, or if you're talking crazy, we're gonna have a problem. I don't. I don't think so. I try. I. I Okay, I guess I gotta watch a video of myself or something because I I don't feel I don't feel like I give off any kind of aura. I feel like I just you, be like, all right, you, let's you, you give an aura of I will bite back, and like because a lot of people don't. A lot of people a lot of people try to get off get off give off an aura of I'm very peaceful mm-hmm. and like like that that that's usually like the aura of people try to give off mm-hmm. when they're at work. That's what I be aiming to give off, but apparently you're saying yeah. I'm not succeeding at you that, know? which is you give the aura, like talk, talk to anybody, talk to our friends. Oh. I don't know what to tell you. Like when you when you when you first offer our friends always like, oh she, she's not one of like you, you automatically give off an aura of you're not one really to mess with. And that doesn't mean you're not nice. Very nice. Yeah, you are nice. Super nice. I, so not not one to mess with does not mean not nice. I suppose. Yes, you're right. You're right. You're right. I just It just means don't come with me with the nonsense. I beg. Yeah, it just means don't come with me with the nonsense because I'm going to I'm going to come back to you. Yeah, not really. Yeah, I I've never thought about that, but I I, I suppose. But because people don't come to you with the nonsense, they sure don't. Like <laughs> it, it, it's very rare when someone will come to you with the nonsense. It's very rare. Yeah, yeah. The, I think the last time someone did, I I did. Because even got, even like um some of the conflicts you've had at work, we spoke about. It was like in defense of somebody else. They didn't come to you. They came to somebody else, and you defended them. Yeah. 
So it's, it's like, <laughs> like, like very rarely do people come are gonna come to you with the nonsense. Yeah, I hope people aren't scared of me. I don't know if scare is correct because, like, because you're very, because you, um, like I said, you're very nice. You very, you, you, um, you compliment people all the time. You talk to people all the time. So, like, it's not, it's not fear because someone will be is sometimes standoffish and then they don't talk to people and they to the side, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, you come up and talk to people all the time and you try to make people feel comfortable. But you still your your way of talking. It, it just it comes off as like I'm not. I can't. I can't come to her with some nonsense. And you know what? I've and I've been told this several times. My facial expressions apparently are a dead yeah. giveaway. It's like it's like don't come to me with the nonsense. Yeah, because because I've, someone, I've had people someone, text me during yeah. meetings like, can you do something with your face? Because can someone you? says something crazy, your first reaction is your face. So like, like, so when someone does that, people are like, oh, I can't really come to her because she's she's going to react. <laughs> it's not funny, but. <laughs> I'm just thinking about the number of times my boss has told me, could you do something with that? And I'm like, what happened? I didn't even realize I was doing something. But I am I am good for a face, which I which I suppose tells a lot. So you might be onto something. You might be onto something. Because I, I know for a fact I have absolutely made funny faces when things have been said or been done or just I've been a little expressive. If you will, I don't have a poker face. Yeah, unfortunately, I, 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 I don't either. Neither, neither do you. Your eyes be open, mad wide. I'm like, oh wow, oh wow. Yeah, but like, like, like I said, you 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 come off as like so like I, I'm not worried about someone talking to you crazy, but I still feel as if that you still stay at jobs longer than you should because you you you'll be over it and you still be there. Yeah, like I think like you're, you're, I think you're, I'm starting to grow out of that. But yeah, your, your concern isn't like people talking because like like I said, a lot of times people. People are not gonna talk to you crazy. Who gonna check me, boo? Like, like I said, don't tell someone might talk to you crazy. Will probably when you first start there because they don't know you yet. Oh. Mm. But I think after a few conversations, people are like, yeah, oh, okay. like even my current job, there was a few people who who tried to like be slick with it, and I was slick back. Professionally, of course, and they haven't been slick since. Yeah. There was there was a few people that tried to track my check my qualifications, and I had to give them a resume rundown. And then they was like, "Oh, okay." I was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." What so, you thought? Yeah. So like, I I think that um try Jesus. That's right. Not me. But yeah, I I, I think that uh you don't, you don't have you don't have that problem. Possibly. But 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 like like I said, I've seen it many times with people talking to people crazy. I've seen it in many times in different jobs where and they, they would just do it, take it. I'm like and then and then they'll come back and like talk to everybody else about how crazy it is. Yeah. And I'm like, you could just handle this. You don't right, have like, to you you, just you, told her, you don't have to do this. You could have just told her, Hey girl, um respectfully I didn't like that. Because see I think that's the thing that that as a woman I've had to learn and I think that other women need to learn. Like Stand your ground on your feelings about stuff. Like when you approach somebody, you got, first of all, you got to know how to approach the person. You cannot come in there feelings first. That's, that's the fastest way to be shot down. That's one thing I've learned. If you have to approach somebody about something that they've done or said that has made you feel a way, you have got to completely separate your emotion when you approach them. You can talk about your emotion and how X, Y, Z made you feel. 
but you absolutely cannot go in there showing any emotion other than we're here to chat and get to the bottom of the situation because I think the problem is a lot of times people be like but she said that and it hurt my feelings she don't care about your feelings unpack that part first he or she whoever your boss is don't care about your feelings and they never will so if you're trying to appeal to the side of them that cares about feelings you're going to find yourself frustrated every single time because they don't care so you got to go in there being like they're just worried about getting the job done. they're just worried about getting the job done so you got to go in there and be like listen you said this i i am offended or bothered by it because i take it to mean that you feel x y or z about my work quality or my work ethic and that is not the case because x y you got to come in there with facts and figures essentially to get your point across and you have to also let the person know as respectfully as you possibly can if I feel like this issue comes up again or I feel like I need to address this with you again, I will absolutely do that because I believe in having open dialogue. That's a very polite way of saying, try me again, ho. I'll be in your face again. Yeah, Like, like I've told someone that. I'm like, to be very clear, if I have to talk to you about this again, I'm going to. And every time I feel like something like this happens again, I'm going to speak to you again. Do with that what you will. But... We're not going to do this back. Like, I'm not playing. I'm not working with someone who feels like it's okay to constantly be disrespectful in my face. Like, are you dumb? Like, no, I'm an adult. You're an adult. Let's adult this out. But people don't feel like they can approach their boss in that way. And it's like, yes, you can. Because at the end of the day, when the clock goes out, this is just a regular adult. And you would probably cuss them out or pop them in the mouth if they talk to you like this on the street as a regular person. So why are you allowing somebody that nine times out of 10 is barely older than you to talk to you like that? Yeah. Like the, the funny thing is I was thinking, no. I was like, where else does this happen? This happens in church mm-hmm. also where like um, someone, someone like I've, I've, I've heard about it and I've seen it happen a lot of times where like, Someone will be in leadership and everything. They're trying to do an event or whatever it is, and they're just talking to people crazy, right? And like, and the same thing. I will see like a lot of people, like a lot of um, women, kind of take it. And yeah, they will either do two things. They will either just sit there and take it, mm-hmm. or they would just not be part of the ministry anymore. Yeah, but no one will ever say something about right. it. Right. So like, there, there, there'll never be an instance where like. Never is strong. Mm. There's, there's, there's most rarely time, there's rarely an instance where like someone will like, all right, this is a problem. Let's talk about it and address it. Right. Because um, see, that's the thing. The the people the people that do this type of like negative, like bullying, like just toxic speech kind of behavior, they never bank on someone coming back and being like, ah, ah, hold on. Yeah. So they often don't know what to do. When you come back with an at, at hold on because they're so used to just doing what they do and, and no, people and no just saying, taking let, it, letting it go. Yeah, and so it's like it's a very jarring experience for them when somebody's like, "Hold on now, we're well, we not getting ready to do that." Okay, here's why. Let's do better, huh? Let's work together, you and me, so we don't have to have this conversation again. I would hate yeah. to be there. So I, I think that's that's the thing that we have to you have to be comfortable with like standing your ground, having your receipts and also knowing who the person is that you're dealing with, because some people like no ma- matter ma- many times they're, they're, like it's not a they're not intentionally trying to yeah. destroy you, which right. I don't know if you use that term like 
like nine like, times out of ten, like that's not the case. Times is not they're not trying to hurt you. They're just trying to get something done, right? And but they don't they're, realize they're, they're that their communication not, not methods think, are yeah. are hot garbage. They're just not thinking about feelings. Yes, yes. So because like we said last week, a lot of people are taught that feelings don't have a place in in the workplace or correct. in a setting where things need to get done. But with that knowledge, that doesn't mean you give an excuse for how they speak to you. Right. So they, even if you understand the intention behind it, right. that doesn't mean that they can still talk to, talk you, to you any old kind of way. way. You still address it. Right. Because if you never address it, how will, will they ever will know yeah. that it's a problem? If you never say anything, that you over here steaming, you're mad, you're talking to your coworkers, you're talking to your husband, you're talking it, to whoever, you're talking a, to it everybody. It is occupying mad of your time. N- occupying mad time. And this person is at home watching Netflix, living their best life, not thinking nothing about you. Because they don't think that they've done anything wrong to you. But what you got to do is realize people people will do and it's a common thing we've heard across the board people will do what you allow them to do so if you're working somewhere and someone's talking to you crazy absolutely approach them whether it's in an email whether it's in a you know email you've got to have somebody read that make sure you're not saying nothing incriminating that can go to hr have an in-person conversation whatever the case may be if they do it again you got two options you well three options if they do it again you got three options you could elect to have another sit down and be like, didn't I tell you from last time? Stop playing with me professionally, of course. Number two, you escalate the situation to human resources because human resources don't want to deal with none of that. They yeah. just they just trying to cut checks and go home. They're not trying to deal with these interpersonal problems. We, Take we, it to human resources. We, I think we talked about this this whole part before, but still, <laughs> like it's 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 a it's a process. Make sure you document everything. Document everything. Um, I I, I would say this is the best way to do it. Um, if it's a person. Talk to them mm-hmm. about it. Mm-hmm. If it happens again, talk to them like, "Hey, we talked about it before." Mm-hmm. Talk to them again. If it goes further, like, "All right, if this happens," and and the second time you say that, you say, "If this happens again, I'm going to the person above you." Mm-hmm. After that, follow the chain of command. After that, you go to the supervisor is. and say, "Hey, I spoke to this person twice on this day and this day." I'm gonna knock her head off her shoulders. She keep playing with me. I need you to don't, speak to her. Don't, don't say that. But <laughs> just just understand, I spoke to this person two different days about this and this, and it has not changed. Right. The um, I always say the reason why you always say that and you document everything because most times the supervisor know once they know you're documenting things they have to get things done mm-hmm. because like uh, like once again people don't document so they get a, a lot more wait, get away once with they, a lot once more they stuff. know that you're documenting things too. if the supervisor is stupid and they don't do anything even though they know you're documenting that's when you go to HR yeah go right down to, to the sis at the sis at HR because it's always a sis I've never worked at an HR where the where the head was a bro it's always a sis. Um, it's always a lady it's never a man in any of the places I've worked the HR person is always a woman always every single place every single place I've ever worked <laughs> I was like hey every single place I've ever worked the HR person is always a woman I don't even think no, even the place I work at now I'm like do any men even work at the HR office because everybody I talk to in there is a woman <laughs> if there are men in there I do not know them I'm uh, sure there's people in H- I, I'm just trying to figure out I'm sure there's people under who might be a HR might be a man. I'm, I'm just like, have I ever seen an HR director that was a man? I've never had one. Not in my not in my professional experience. I've never had one. Every institution I've ever worked at, the HR director is a woman. Every single one. Um, but yeah, take it to the HR lady. And if it don't go no further, if if the HR lady can't resolve your situation, then you just have to get out of there. Because some workplaces are just toxic. And 
unfortunately, it's like until certain people actually leave the company, that toxicity is going to remain. Because there's some people who don't care about an HR, don't care. Like, they're going to do whatever they want to do because Most times the HR can. does something because they're legally bound to do something. Yes. Especially if it's something to do with abuse. Yes. They're legally, yes. They're legally bound to do something. Yeah. But it's like, I understand why people are hesitant. Excuse me. Because you don't want to deal with potential retaliation and, you know, stuff like that. But if it's as not, a result if it's, of if reporting not, an issue with a supervisor. But also, if it's gotten that far and no one has done anything, you probably shouldn't be there. That part. Like, at some point, it's like, you gotta, like, I have a friend who, like, used to work um, at, 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 a, at a job, and, you know, the boss was very antagonistic towards this person, and... I'm just thinking about, like, our situation that we had at, um... At, um... Uh, I guess kind of went through the chain of command how we did it. <laughs> I mean, sometimes that's just what has to happen. <laughs> I was like, we, we actually did do the chain of command how, how we did it. Because, we listen, I'm not, I'm not. And then we went to their supervisor. Yeah, because <laughs> I'm not fixing to have multiple conversations with the same person if they're not getting it. Like, we I actually, can't. We actually did it. <laughs> there's very few things that irritate me more than saying the same thing to someone twice. We did, we did it the HR way. We sure did, because I was like, okay, so this conversation not going nowhere. Who else do I need to talk to? Let me speak to the manager, because obviously we not. <laughs> We not coming to no sort of uh, consensus from here. So who else do I need to talk to? Because the situation is still not resolved. So who else? It's interesting. Yes, I can, we carried our way all the way through that. It's like, can I speak to your manager? Can, I, can I speak to the manager's manager? <laughs> Let me speak to all the managers. We have the managers. It's not Karen if you work there. <laughs> but it's whatever. I spoke to the managers. <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, the person the person I know, they had a very contentious situ- situation with their boss. And the problem is the boss was documenting things. They were not. So <laughs> the boss was spinning a narrative or was able to spin a narrative because they were documenting things. And it was like, that's not what actually happened. And one of the incidents I was actually present for, and I was like, that is absolutely not how that went. But because the person to whom it happened didn't document anything, they didn't really have a leg to stand on. Because even me saying that's not how it happened is hearsay. Even though I was there, it's still hearsay. You didn't document anything? I didn't document anything either because I was, it was literally a situation where I was like in the person's office getting a training on something and then the situation happened. I was just kind of sitting there like, so. That's uh, crazy. Yeah, basically that's all I had. It was that's crazy. Um, I didn't. I didn't realize the, the underlying situation was as deep as it was. Yeah. So you know, which, which is important to know because, like, if if the supervisor was like, just in case, right? Just in case Ish go left. Let me let me document the situation. And the, the, the way that makes documented the, the most the most amicable way. Yes. And so when push <laughs> came to shove, and I remember telling the person who was my colleague at the time, like, "Yo, I think you should leave," because at this juncture. The situation is not working in your favor. Not at all. Because it's not working because, in your favor. Yeah, because like they they documented it. They probably gave reason in their documentation. Yes. I was yes. Like, oh, I did it because of this reason. Yes. And it made it look like it, like you, you were just like a they were, they were just, uncooperative yeah, employee. They were, they were justifying what they were saying. Exactly. And it's like you are right. Judging from what I what I have experienced and what I have seen of the situation, you are right. You are in the right. However, the way that the situation is playing out and the documentation is looking, you look wrong. Yes, you look wrong. You look like the bad guy. Which and is, so, 
which, which is all that matters. And it's all about what you can prove. Yeah, it's and just just that's just bottom just like, line. Just like court, it's, it's about it what doesn't matter who who did what, depending on what you can prove it's a, in it's, court. It's what you can prove, and if you can't prove that this person is doing X Y Z to antagonize you. You're going to find your, and you can't, and you having conversation with the person is not yielding any results. You're trying to take it to their supervisor. You're trying to take it to HR, but they've already covered their behind by documenting the situation in a way that looks like you're the problem. You're the only option is to leave. Yeah. And eventually they did, but like, it took months and I was just like yeah because like because like now the supervisor was like alright let me just let me just also attach to this uh, write up I put up every time you do something wrong just, yep, just, yep. just attach it to this yep, yep. <laughs> just keep attaching it yep. create this yep. like, that's because I was like you could have got out of here like six months ago no BS you could have been got out of here supervisor will create a file to cover them like, that's what I'm saying and that's, they'll, they'll that's exactly what happened like every little thing like, was right, in that let, let, me, let me just put that everything they and do I knew it was getting crazy because the supervisor would bring up oh did you see how so and so did blah 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 did you see that and I'm just like if you don't quit this damn job before they escort you out of here with the securities that we out here documenting yes out and it was like no but why should I leave because the situation is not working in your favor that's why you you are now be and the problem was it was getting to the point where other people in the office were starting to believe the narrative that was be, and I was just like oh my god this has gone too far and I th- I'm telling you this went on for like a year I was like I don't know why you're still working here to be completely honest with you like get out if it's gotten to that point just get out it doesn't matter how right you are if no one else believes it that part and that's and that's <laughs> and that's the thing I think people need to recognize like in the world of work in the world of organizations in general it doesn't matter how right you are if the evidence that is presented makes it look like you're the bad guy you're the bad you guy. can't you, it, like the amount of energy you will spend trying to convince other people you could take that energy and just find yourself a new space honestly honestly like as humans we have a lot of us have this tendency to be like well it's the principle of it it's the blah 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 no Sometimes the principle of it don't matter. Sometimes the season for people to realize that you're right won't happen when you can see it. Maybe ten years from now, people would be like, "That ninja was onto something." Oh, oh, you but in this moment, you continuing to fight to prove that you're right only makes you look crazy. He's got like like I handle it so. seriously because it makes you look it makes you look absolutely unhinged. There's a certain point you gotta be like, all right, I guess guy got handle this because right because clearly me trying to make it happen ain't it. So I got to. I got to get to step it. It ain't the vibe. Yeah, it ain't the vibe. And I was just like, yeah, you just... Because now this person has created not necessarily the greatest reputation for themselves. Because here's the thing. They were being gaslit. And I told them they were being gaslit, but they didn't listen to me. They kept going around to anyone who would listen, telling them, oh, this person's doing this to me. Oh, this person's doing that to me. Now they look like a complainer mm-hmm. toxic someone who talks too much who's spreading business about what's happening in an organization internally to another fact like you just have done a lot of things to make yourself look crazy while trying to justify what and I understand what it feels like to be gaslit and to have somebody make you feel like what's happening is not what's happening and you mm-hmm. feel like you're crazy because it's like I know what I see why is this person trying to make it this way. I understand. But it's like you cannot let somebody play that kind of mental game with you for that long. Mm-hmm. And to the point where 
you now look like a person that's unworthy of sympathy or it's hard to garner sympathy for because you've now done these things on your own to be damaging to yourself. So it's like you got like men and women. Like I think we we all got to do a better job at knowing when to when to fold. When to call it. When to hold them, when to fold them. Yes. Like Kenny Rogers said, you got to know when to hold them, know when to fold them, know when to walk away, <laughs> know when to stay. Like there, like there comes a point like in your professional journey when you're working somewhere, but you just got to be like, nah, this ain't, this ain't it. Like real talk, this, this ain't it. And, you know, going back to what you said earlier, these companies don't care about us as people, like truth be told, they care about what we can produce and how we can help them meet their final objectives. That's it. They don't care about the fact that I have a child or I have a husband. They don't care about any of that. So if I feel like I've gotten to the point in my mental space with the place where it's just not conducive to me anymore, I have to start making the moves to exit. And I get like, you know, we got bills, we got kids, we got this, we got that. Everybody can't just like pick up and leave a job. I know people who have just picked up and left a job. Like one of my friends, love her to death. She is good for picking up and leaving a job. And she don't be caring about whether she have another one. She'd be like, listen, this right here don't work for me no more. So respectfully, I'm going to head out because y'all playing with me. Like, and I aspire to be like her because, you know, and like she's, she's my age, but she's single. She ain't got no kids. So like, there's a certain flexibility when you don't have those responsibilities outside of yourself to where you can just be like, girl, if I got to eat ramen, I'll never eat ramen. But if I got to eat ramen for a couple, couple weeks, I'll do it. It's whatever. Um, but like, she definitely left her job a couple weeks ago and was like, nah, the, and she was talking about it for months. She was like, these people really been playing with me. They've been stealing my ideas, claiming them as their own. You know, these people been talking to me crazy. Like I'm, I'm heading out. Mm-hmm. I, like she she was trying to stay until she found another job and something happened that broke the camel's back and she was like y'all can get this resignation today mm-hmm. I'll be gone in two weeks thank you for playing goodbye and that was the end of it and I'm just like that's what you're supposed to do you're not supposed to sit up in a place that's like toxic and harmful to you and degrading and like because some of these some of these things that happen be making you like question who you are as a person and what your worth is as a person if it's getting to that point where you're questioning your own professional stature and worth then it it's absolutely gone too far you got to get on out of there and you know that that's something i think that as as women we have to be more comfortable with with just leaving like there is no honor in in dealing with abuse there is no honor in taking abuse from a job like people be feeling like i stuck it out i didn't know no there there's there, there's no honor in that because at the end of the day the beat goes on yeah. the beat goes on it it just does. And what you've got to show for it is battle scars and trauma that you're going to take to your next job that you're going to have to unlearn. Yeah. Because that's what happened with me when I left my previous job. Like when I got to the other place, I was so calloused because of what I had gone through. And it took me some months to unpack all that and learn how to behave differently. And that's the thing. The other thing we got to think about as women, we are so like our emotions are so tied to our experiences at some of these places is like even when we leave, we still be sometimes mentally shackled to where we were before. And we got to like take our time and clean that out of our system so that we don't become poisonous people at the next place. 
like what do you what do you think it is like for for you or as for men like if they do experience like what do you think it is makes it so easy for y'all to just be like oh they wilding over here I'm head out well it's it's I'll assume it's our privilege of uh, just not having to um I was just not dealing with that of like being told like we we can find another job and I think mm-hmm. that's what it is mm-hmm. I, th- I think it's just that mindset we can find something else yeah um, it's just, like I said that's why I said like it's like relationships it's just, it's just privilege that men feel, always feel like oh there's always other fish in the sea mm-hmm. I'll find somebody else right it's, it's the same thing with the job like I'll, I'll, I'll get another, I'll get another job somewhere else and like a lot I realize a lot of men have the, including me have the option like if, I, if this don't work out I'll find somewhere else like what you said before about like um, we'll apply for a job even if we're not fully qualified for everything we'll still apply for it because it's like we'll, we'll, we'll find something we, we don't have to like because of um, how America has treated us men not black people mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's kind of like if you have if you you can you can talk up the rest of your qualifications to get a job mm-hmm. yeah like and like I, I guess women have this mindset is like I can do I can talk I can have the qualification and still not get it yeah so yeah. it's like you know what I'm saying like I don't want to go through the process of going to a job because like finding a job I assume is hard because like you don't want, you don't number one you don't want to find a job that's all men many times yeah because that's 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 another uphill battle you just don't want to deal with you don't want to find jobs all men you don't want to find a job that like you find out you go there and you're like oh um, you find out that whatever they advertised or told you in the interview is the lies the lies and the lies yes and and in my in a previous um last week you talk about how women treat women yeah even in the situation where you're in you're like at least I'm with another woman supervisor. Right. Yeah, I don't have to like I'm dealing with this, but I'm not dealing with a man. I'm dealing with at least I'm dealing with a woman supervisor right. manager. Mm-hmm. I, I'm dealing with this, but I'm not. I don't have to deal with sexual abuse mm-hmm. <laughs> or like, yeah. like I don't have to deal with that or sexual so, harassment or whatever. Yeah, yeah. like I, I'm, I don't have to deal with that. Yeah, yeah. So like it it it's a, it could be a lot of factors like that. Yeah, and I think I think you know ultimately the thing is with jobs we have to recognize that they're just that jobs. Yeah, and you know this is something I'm doing to make a coin to pay my bills, and if this no lo- if this really troubles me to the point where I'm thinking about these things at night and I'm getting upset and I'm getting hot and bothered and I'm getting hot and flustered, I don't have to live like this. I think that's where we have to kind of get to mentality wise. Like this is not to say that you know the the playing field is leveled for black people and we still we have all the same access and yada yada yada. Yes, I recognize that there are still systemic things in place that make it harder for us to like find jobs, to move ahead, to do this, to do that. But like, you know, I think the minute you start getting that feeling of I don't know about this right here, y'all. This might be like the minute you get that inkling, I believe like that's a God given like yeah, girl, it's about to go downhill from here. Because nine times out of ten, it's about to go downhill from the from the minute you get that first. Hmm, I don't know. It's looking a little eh over here. Like I've stuck around at jobs long enough to know that when I feel that way, I'm like, ah, this ain't getting ready to go nowhere good. And it's like when you get that inkling, like you got to start planning your exit and doing what you have to do to make sure that you stay in a good mental space because like they always say you spend more time at work than you do 
anywhere else. Like our jobs take up a large portion of our lives. And it's like, if you're going to be, and if we're going to be working for the next 30 years, like I, I would like to do it in a place where my, where I come out of it with my mental health intact. So if that means you got to change jobs, you know, every two or three years to find that mental peace, then that's what you got to do. And, you know, I think another thing, we got to start being honest in these interviews when people ask, so, so why did you drop, jump around so much? Respectfully, they was trash over there and my mental health was being affected and I had to go. Because that's really what it is. And, you know, that's, that's another conversation about why people even ask questions about job hopping. That's what we do here. That's what the millennials do. We job hop. We don't be at no place for 10, 15 years because why? Mm-hmm. To say what? If it don't work, it don't work. We're not going to try to make a, a circle fit into a square. It's just not going to yeah. not going to be the vibe. But I think that's something we also have to start being honest about um, when we start thinking about people's work history. It's like things be happening mm-hmm. and people value their mental health or they should value their mental health. And so they should move on to places where um, it's more conducive to that. Because at the end of the day, doesn't a company want an employee with solid mental health? Will they not produce more if they feel solidly uh, good about themselves and good about what they're doing? I can't imagine that productivity is up if a person feels like they're not appreciated, they're being bullied by their boss, whatever the case is. Like they, you're gonna see a decline in what they produce. So it would it would be to the benefit of companies, I would think, to have employees who feel good about being there. But you know, what do I know? What do I know? But yeah, ladies, just get like the men. Just quit these jobs. They'll be all right. They'll be all right. Because men men don't be sticking around for nothing. (laughs) Like men men be dipping. Men be like, like the amount of men I've worked with who was working somewhere and was like, oh, nah, this is wild. And like the funny thing to me is like me and my coworkers, we'd be sitting there like, oh, my God, girl, we got to get out of here. The dudes would say it one time. Then three months later, yes, I found another job. Meanwhile, we ain't a look. We ain't looked for job the first. We ain't applied for real. We ain't even really dusted off our resume. We just been talking the whole time. Dude was like, "Yeah, I think I gotta leave," and then they leave. So I'm like, "This, I this is who I aspire to be every, like every time." I aspire because we, we leave every time. The dudes be dipping. They don't be having no type of time. They just be sitting there looking like I don't understand what y'all are talking about. Y'all should leave. Y'all should leave. So you know, I think this is where Steve Harvey um, slogan comes in handy. Act like a lady, think like a man. Be a lady, be classy, do whatever, but be like these men and dip because they be leaving. Men, men be out. Men be like, I catch you later, homie. Be blessed. They don't care nothing about nothing. Be like they just left. They sure did. I'm and they don't have no regrets. They don't have nothing. They just be like, nah, this is. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this. Nope. Yeah, but yeah. We 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 got to work on 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 work cultures in this country as a whole because it's it's very a lot of women work in very toxic workplaces and it's not even the fact that you know it's the men's sexual harassment it's just like oh, just wild toxic wild toxic mm-hmm. anyways we're gonna move on because it's been an hour and change and i don't want to be in here all day yeah so uh yeah we'd love to hear your thoughts i'm sure there are plenty of things that mark and i didn't touch on because we never take notes these conversations be freestyle so i'm sure there are things we didn't touch on and other great valid points that y'all listeners have so please feel free to hit us up on the socials email us uh with your thoughts and whatnot we would love to hear it 
so we're gonna move on now to our artist spotlight. And you were thinking all this time, I would have pulled up a bio of some kind, right? But because my life is in the shambles that it's in, I did not. So. This week's artist spotlight uh, is a group from Los Angeles, California, by the name of Emotional Oranges. Emotional Oranges. And um, Emotional Oranges started in L.A. back in 2017. Uh, They use uh, pseudonyms and not their real names. So nobody knows who they actually are in real life. Um, well not I shouldn't say nobody knows who they are in real life the, the general public does not know who these people are um, the group formed in 2017 when A met an audio engineer for Drake and V a vocal coach for Adele they met at a bar mitzvah uh, and so they decided let's be a group because we in this music together and it's lit um, the group's members use pseudonyms and not their real names um, and the reason they gave is in all honesty it came from a genuine place of wanting to live a normal life I have a girlfriend our singer I actually met through my best friend they were dating at the dime my co-producer he's a coder in his day in his day job our guitar player is a teacher so essentially it's a bunch of regular people who said I like to make music I would like to do it without all the I like to make music too Yes, I like to make music too. Let's play in the band together without, you know, dealing with the celebrity publicity image, which must be very refreshing. Yeah. I think they're J. Cole on steroids Um, because J. Cole at least lets you see what he looks like. But he comes outside, he gives you an album, then he leaves. Um, speaking well, of which, certain artists were like that. I think her was like that initially. Yeah, her her was hiding from us for a long time. We didn't know what that lady looked like. <laughs> it was like, who? What is what is going on today? We don't know. But then she finally, you know, gave us something. But she was hiding for a while. Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, they released their first single called "Motion" in 2018 uh, on SoundCloud, and it was used as a theme for RuPaul's Drag Race in 2018. Uh, in 2019, they released the Juice Volume One in May, and then in November of 2019, they released uh, the Juice Volume Two. Uh, so yeah, they've been they've been in the streets. Um, they were on a tour um, called the Chill Baby Chill Tour, where they played all over the country. They went to Tokyo, Australia, New Zealand. They was at Brooklyn Steel. You know they they've been out here in these streets. Uh, it's like it's really cute. Like it's not elevated music, but it's like it's real smooth vibes. Like you could just like be just driving in your car on a nice day with the wind blowing, listening to their music or, you know, cleaning up and listen. Like, it's just real, uh, it's real, it's real zen. It's not like no rah-rah type of stuff. It's real zen. It's real zen. Uh, we talked about their, uh, EP that they released, the Juice Box, uh, a couple weeks ago. And so the song we're going to play is off of that uh they they cite uh Sade as one of their uh, musical influences and apparently that's the only person they follow back on Instagram um so and now that now that I know that the Sade it makes a lot of sense why their music sounds the way it does um but yeah so the song we're gonna play from them today is called Lock It Up uh, it's featuring the group They, who I think is also anonymous as a group. Don't nobody know who They is. So it's a him, her, and a They. Um, 
I'm not sure who they is. I think I think they are anonymous as well as a group, but they be out here doing music and whatnot. So yeah, this is Lock It Up by Emotional Oranges featuring they. So let's get into it. Yeah, yeah. Shoot it. Yeah. Shoot it. You're my pretty island girl. Running wild, you're my little lion girl. High headed, ain't afraid to throw it down. Keep me on my toes, I gotta focus now. Lock it up, throw away the key. Wanna light me up, can you do it faithfully? You got me twisting my words, all the homies keep saying I'm sprung. You got all the features I love, I've been looking for that as someone. What you do to me? Say it all truthfully. It should be you and me. You make me wanna. From a mile away, I was thinking me and you could take a holiday. We getting freaky until the month of late, under late. You know what you do to me. I'm not who I used to be. It should be you and me, you and me. The feeling I can't deny. Why do I even try? You put me in paradise. You make me wanna. No, emotional oranges like i said they got um their new ep out uh the juice box get into it they've got some cute songs on there um, i like all of them but i like that one for some reason it's 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 one of my favorites on their album so shout yes. out to rory shouts out to rory rory farrell from um new rory and mall um he's got a new podcast out with him and mall he's the manager of emotional oranges that's how i even know who they are because he used to talk about them all the time on the on the former podcast that he yeah. used to work at 
Um, but yeah. Um, so while the song was playing, uh, Mark and I were watching this video that Snoop Dogg posted of some white lady trying to teach um, uh, hip hop, and I'm I'm not clear what was happening. Um, I, I assume it's a joke because that, gotta be that, that can't be serious. <laughs> I somehow believe that that lady's very serious. She, she can't. No, impossible. <laughs> I. I, I I somehow suspect that she's being very serious. And the reason I suspect this is because um so for those of you who are like in the TikTok world or follow TikTok, um recently it's been uh a lot of conversation surrounding the fact that uh black girls and black creators are making like dance videos on TikTok and then these white people are stealing them and getting popular and going on Jimmy Fallon and all these different shows to show off their dances that they stole from black people. So the black TikTok creators have gone on strike and they're not making any more dance videos. So, you know, uh, Meg the Stallion put out a song a few weeks ago, uh Thought Sugar Honey Iced Tea, I believe is the name of the song. And, you know, this is one of those songs that ordinarily would have become a challenge or a trend because the TikTok girls, the black TikTok girls would have made a dance, but they haven't. So the white TikTok girls have been struggling. The ones who were doing all the dances from before, they've been struggling. And I just go on TikTok and watch them trying to do the song. Like one of the lines says something. Uh, he was talking stuff about me. <laughs> But a chick knew better than to let me hear it, and the girl did. And a chick do better than to hear me than to let me hear it and did one of these little snaps and hands on my knees, and that's how they walked away. And it was just like the struggle boots of it all for me. Like just dancing ain't for everybody. Rhythm ain't something that God gave everybody. God was very discriminate with rhythm, like He was with butts. But we'll talk about that on another <laughs> podcast. Um, and some of y'all just don't have it, and it would just be better for everybody involved if you just like didn't um do the dancing we we don't need it respectfully as a as a population because some of y'all don't got it and i i hate it here when y'all start with that rhythmless dancing or when y'all are definitely giving me the five six seven eight on your face like i can see you counting it's like five six seven eight pop. like don't do that i don't like that just don't dance okay they can't dance they can do it and I'm not saying I'm the next Debbie Allen or nothing, but Debbie Allen don't be giving me five, six, seven, eight when she dance. I don't need it from you. Okay. Debbie Allen is like 60 something. So I don't, I don't need this from you. Um, so I just want to talk about that. Bit. Moving on. Uh, so Crip Keeper Rudy Giuliani um, has, is he not a Crip Keeper? Is he not giving me Prince Philip already dead, but has been warmed on book? He's not giving that. That's fine. Rest in peace to Prince Philip. Um, but he, him and Rudy Giuliani was giving me the same undead energy but anyway Rudy Giuliani um, has been suspended from practicing law in uh, the state of New York uh, the reason being given was the the uh, statements he was making while representing 45 and you know fueling the rumors that the election had been stolen and blah 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 blah, blah. and so the New York state uh, lawyer people was like, oh, nah, nah. Like you're 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 behaving in ways that are injurious to not only yourself and negligent, not only but, to yourself but, but to, to the, the legal practice, yeah. to the rule of law, to the entire nation. You are a menace, sir. You're, you are a danger. You're putting politics above the actual law. Yes, you are. You are a danger. You are a menace. We have to get you off the streets. Yeah. So yeah, uh, he's 
he's uh, been suspended from practicing law until further notice. I think he has an opportunity to appeal and whatever the case is, but the streets say it's not looking good because, you know, it's well documented the things that he was saying and doing uh, in support of um, 45. So, and once again, the issue is not to support us for 45, even though that's just, it's just bad choices. Right. The problem is you're a lawyer and you can't, can't fight against right. Like that are- you basically contributed to inciting the insurrection that happened on January 6th. Yes, number one. Number two, you are doing things against law that you yes. know is true. Yes. And yes. You're doing it like... Like you're willfully doing things that are unlawful or towing the line yeah. of unlawful. Well, towing the line is not brown because lawyers do it all the time. But like, you can't blatantly... <laughs> Yeah, he, he was he you habitually line stepped yeah several times and the people P- publicly on TV yes and people can't do that with you respectfully. people do it privately you can't publicly on TV right like the people got the evidence <laughs> yeah. they got the documentation so blah so yeah that's that's happening <sighs> couldn't have happened to a nicer guy um speaking of nice guys haha um Derek Chauvin murderer. Um, was sentenced to 22.5 years for killing uh, George Floyd. Uh, his mama apparently got up in the courtroom and gave us the, my baby didn't do nothing. Girl, we seen it. It's a whole video. Your baby your baby did what they said he did. Because um, we seen it. So don't do not do that, sis. Like, I respect that you love your child, but don't, don't, don't do that. Yo, they did what he said, what they said he did. So he's been sentenced to 22 and a half years. Um, some people feel like it's not enough. Some people feel like it's appropriate. Um... I didn't appreciate. I, I didn't. I didn't um, expect that much. Honestly. Yeah, I was actually genuinely surprised that we had even shimmied into the twenty, the twenty year realm. I yeah. thought this was going to try to hit us with a ten. Yeah. So I was like, oh, tw- over twenty. This is a yeah. O- o- over twenty is kind of common for like that kind of charge. Mm-hmm. So and I'm, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm like, and it, we it, all it, know he's he was, probably he was, not going to do the whole twenty two. Yeah, and and he wasn't getting life. Like, yeah, 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 that's real. Yeah, he, like that's he, not he getting life. Yeah. Um, it's not gonna happen. It, 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 that's never going to happen. Yeah, because no matter what, he, they're like they're still trying. They're, they're not. They're not saying that it was. I guess cold blooded. I walk into your house, shoot you. Right. Murder. Right. Which is which is different kind of murder. Right. There's levels to this, literally. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Well, so he, 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 but twenty two seems about right. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of. George Floyd, rest in peace. Uh, there was a statue of him that was supposed to debut over Juneteenth weekend, and when they went to unveil it, they discovered that it had been defaced. Like some people had, I guess, taken some spray paint and sprayed. Like I guess the statue was like a gray concrete colored kind of statue, and some people took some black paint and sprayed it up. And they have surveillance video. It looked like a group of four or five, not us people that went and uh, sprayed it up. I don't think anybody has been arrested or... Were they 7Fs? I don't know what a 7F is. I know what a 6F is. Oh, but six. I know what it is. Oh, 6F, yeah. yeah six they, F. Were, they were 6Fs. 6Fs. Um, from, from what the videos appear to show. Um, and I'm just like, but why... What, what is the reason that he's dead? He's he, what is What is the defacement of the statue supposed to do exactly? Like, I, I I'm not sure... What, like, I? What was the point? Is what I'm trying to get to the bottom of. Why, me, me is don't understand. I just, I just, I need somebody to explain it. No, you don't. But what was the, what was the reason? You don't, have to, you don't have to explain it. Y'all get on my nerves. Um, 
What's next? What's next? What's next? <laughs> so speaking of Brooklyn, uh, you know, West Indians all reside in Brooklyn. And, you know, given given in the last over the last, you know, many decades, they do the West Indian Day Parade and they do Juve and all that. And so the West Indian community in Brooklyn and across the world was up in arms this week because Michael B. Jordan um, came out as the face of a new rum brand called Juve. I think it was him in partnership with a Trinidadian um, friend. But Michael, obviously, being the celebrity, was going to be the face of the product. And the people went up in arms saying he was culturally appropriating by calling the rum Juve. And... I may be in the minority of West Indians, but I did not see the appropriation by calling it Juve. Juve, juve is not a Trinidadian word. It's a it's a colonizer word, guys. Because, um, you know, juve, juve comes from French. And you know what France was? A whole colonizer. So, to me, you as a black person arguing with another black person about a colonizer word is strange. I get the cultural significance of what Juve is, what it's about, its origins, why it's still celebrated to this day. I understand. But it's a colonizer word. And I'm going to need us to just start there. Um, also, we also need to clarify what cultural appropriation is. Like, it, it's a word that no one owns, for one. For two... It's not a word that Trinidadians own for two. I mean, for yes, for three, Michael did not come out promoting it with a bunch of steel pans and Rama J mass carnival costumes. So I'm unclear about what the appropriation part of the conversation is. Very confused. Either way. Um, Michael, you know, felt the, and even I think Nicki Minaj kind of came out and said, Hey guys, I don't think he was really trying to be intentionally offensive or anything. Like, I think the thing that West Indians have to understand about black people that don't live in New York, they don't know nothing about no daggone islands. The most they know about is Jamaica. They don't know nothing about no Juve. They don't know nothing about none of this. Michael was not trying to be offensive or appropriate or do anything of that nature. So the, the, I'm pretty sure he didn't choose it. Honestly, He didn't choose it. The partner who is Trinidadian is the one who chose it. And he it's like, like, he was like, all right, cool. Say yes. <laughs> and he was like, Oh, you want me to be the face of the, of the product? No problem. It's a rum. It's what's up. Okay. Mad celebrities is doing products. Uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, the rock got his tequila. Uh, 50 Cent got a cognac like people are famous people actors singers whatever have alcohol brands it's no big deal so I'm sure Michael was like alright bet say less Um, and you know just the way people jumped on him and were like trying to like cancel him I'm like can y'all relax like nobody's trying to take anything from Trinidadian culture and act like it came from nowhere. Like you just West Indians need to kind of wrap their heads around the fact that not everybody knows, not everybody understands, not everybody gets it. Michael B. Jordan is from California. Okay. If you're not from New York, your your West Indian knowledge questionable. If you're not from New York or Miami, hand to God, you might just have no concept. Yeah. There are people Very in questionable. A, like the truth of the matter is there are people in America who just have no concept of what any of that is. 
Okay? Yeah. There are people who think Barbados is a part of Jamaica. The only island some people have ever heard of or know anything about is Jamaica. They don't know about anything else. And so you you just got to be mindful. Like, I understand it's frustrating when you see certain things from Caribbean culture that are being taken and used by other people and the credit isn't being given. I understand all of that. However... Let's just step back objectively and think for a second about what might be going on. Like, and to me, I feel like this does not help the the case for African-Americans and the disdain they have for West Indian Americans because it's valid because there are some African-Americans who feel like. West Indian Americans think they're better than us. They think this, they think that. And so when they see you attacking Michael B. Jordan, an African American, without any level of trying to understand what may be going on, but immediately jumping to he's culturally appropriating, it's not helping the case. And again, like I said, you look nuts arguing with another black person over a colonizer word. All of my West Indian people don't have to agree. It's fine. I understand the sentiment of, you know, feeling like Juve is something that's always been associated with Trinidad. It's always been associated with the Caribbean and Carnival and whatever. I understand. But the reaction to me did not match. It just wasn't warranted that people were immediately jumping to, like, get on Michael B. Jordan's back because he's trying to culturally appropriate something. So... Y'all doing too much, respectfully. Um, moving on to some other black actors who are great. Um, I need y'all to get into this The Harder They Fall movie trailer. If you haven't seen it, go look it up. It's Idris Elba, Regina King, Lakeith Stanfield. Sidebar, I stand Lakeith Stanfield. He is such a weirdo, but like I love it at the same time. Like I stand him. Like when he was get what was it the Oscars or whatever it was they was having a couple months back. Like just watching his Instagram as he got dressed for the Oscars. <sighs> Lakeith is like a total anti celebrity, and I love it. Um, Jonathan Majors, the guy from Lovecraft Country, is also in it. Delroy Linda, the original the original Dandada. Delroy Lindo, he's like classic black actor. Uh, we were watching what was it Delroy Lindo? That's the guy that you were showing me where he was trying to get the guy to say the n word on the newscast and he kept oh my god funniest thing ever go look that up and Zazie Beats who was in uh, Suicide Squad Zazie I I think it's Zazie 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 Beats who was in uh, Suicide Squad and uh, she's uh, Ern's girlfriend on Atlanta so you've seen her before Uh, it looks like it's gonna be good it's like a western can't wait whenever it comes out on Netflix I'm pulling up it's actually about a a true story oh is it based on a true story oh no I'm sorry not based on a true story based on a book okay Based on the book, I actually want to get. I want to get the book so I can read it. Okay, see what's going on? I, but, I, I had to read more books anyway, so I was like, let me have to start with reading okay. this book. But it's, it's based on a book, not a true story. Um, okay, and um, I guess it's about like two um, two rival yeah. gangs. Yeah, um, it, it looks interesting. I'm, it looks ready, interesting. I'm ready for it. Listen, I'm signed up because of all the black people I saw. Like honestly, they had me at Regina King. Once yeah. I saw Regina King, I was like, I'm showing up. I don't care what else is happening. Yeah. I'm, I want to see what Regina's doing. What I was saying was like I, I feel as if like because this is um, the Jay Z and Beyonce um, production company. Yes, right? yes. Um, I feel like it's just not fair, but like I don't know what you gonna do, but like 
because they think it's a production company and they have all connected to these actors. Like, yeah, they don't have to pull the the off the street they, people. They, they know these people. Yes. So it's like it's different for other people who like if they start a production company, they don't they don't have access to these actors the same way yeah. that Disney yeah. and Beyonce does. Yeah, which is not fair. I don't, think, I don't think even Tyler Perry has access to these actors. He might not. He he had access to Idris back in the day. Yeah. Not no more. But he had access yeah, to Yeah, I, I don't know if he had, I don't know if Tyler Perry had access to them like like the way that Jay Z and Beyonce might have access to them. Yeah. So like it's it, it's interesting. Indeed. Indeed. Um, in other black excellence, um, this upcoming Olympics is about to be blackity, blackity, black, black, black. Yeah. Um, we I saw somebody made a visual of black the black women are taking over land, air, and sea. And it was like Shakari Richardson for the land. Uh, Simone Biles for the air and the C was Simone Manuel. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it, they get into it and then the sis, the shot put sis Raven Saunders from uh, Charleston, South Carolina. She lets y'all know what the sh- that lady is Southern. Okay. She threw that shot put and she was like, "Let's go, Charleston, South Carolina. We out here." And she had the grill in the bottom of her mouth. I said, "Okay, I see what you giving, sis. I, I am, see it. I'm." I am excited. I respect about, it. Like, I appreciate it. About like excessively <laughs> black things. Black like uh, like Shakari and like I, yeah I, like I'm, the people are mad at Shakari because her wig because she got the the bright hair the and the nails. long nails and she's she cocky tat- ink tattoos and everything and the tattoos like they can't stand her like I, I they are mad. I appreciate stuff and like I that. live for it. Shakari said y'all gonna get this lace front, y'all gonna get these tattoos, y'all gonna get these piercings, y'all gonna get these nails, and y'all gonna get this speed. And what the, about it? And, I, I, and what I, about? I, it? I think it's it's about time we stop. You start stop respectability politicsing yeah. our our, start, our athletes to death. Start changing what's acceptable dress, what's acceptable yes. wear. We, we, we need to start changing that. Right, and, like and stop, a, stop, stop just acquiescing to yes. What we've um, had our we, yeah. of professionalism. Exactly, we've had our Sonia Richards Rosses. We've had our Allison Felixes. We've had our clean cut quote unquote black women athletes. Can we have one that's just doing something a little different? Can we have one? Is that okay? Can we have a couple? And people talking about, oh, all of that is a distraction. You can't run no 100 meters in 10.36. So shut it up. Okay? I don't have nothing to say to that young lady, but kudos and keep going. Because I can't do what she do. I can't. I just can't. People, I saw somebody on the internet, well, if she just cut some of that hair off, she would probably be faster. How do you know? Are you, are you a former track athlete? Or are you... She's, if she's, Usain Bolt had said it, I might have listened because he knows something about running. But you... No. On the internet, I'm very doubtful that you do. So worry about the business that pays you. Don't yep. worry about this young lady. Just let let her do her. Let, let her be fly and run. Let her be fly. Let her and that's I think that's the thing that bothers people about her the most is that she's cocky. And it's just like if I could do that, I would be too. You wouldn't be able to tell me nothing. About yep. nothing. On God. You wouldn't be able to say anything to me. I I, I actually wonder. And she didn't wake up one day and run ten thirty six. She'd been running for years to get to one of ten thirty six. I actually wanted to. I was thinking about like maybe to be a topic or not do this, but like I was wondering, um, why she, is it every time there's a group of people dancing, group of people singing, group of people doing something, the person who is like the most talented has to always dumb down, and we and those and that's the person we criticize the most. Yes. The person who like puts the extra twang on it, extra, extra, mm. extra infinite. We criticize that person first, right? Every time, and like we feel like no, that person is doing too much. 
And it's like, the no. The person who puts the extra on there is doing too much. Like, 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 it's it's okay to put extra on things. Yes. And it's like, what what has playing, like, after all these years, what has playing small and humble gotten black people? Yeah. Like, like we, we always, like, Show me the receipts. we always want to criticize the person who's, like, who's a little, who's, like, showing out or doing them. Like, we always want to criticize that person. And I mean, they and, talk and, and mad and trash reason, about Usain Bolt, and he just kept coming and winning. And the reason why they do that, because they're like, no, we uh, we like we, like, we feel like we have to humble them somehow. Feel like they can't do that, so yeah. like we have to criticize. It makes for everybody, and we come. have to humble them. And it's like, why? Like, why? No, it's, it's fine. What's the reason? Like, everybody can come out flashy. It's cool. Le- like, if she needs to be humbled, quote unquote, there is a God who can take care of that. We don't need to be active participants in that lady's business. If you if you can't celebrate her, then just ignore and move on. And there's nothing that says that she's not humble, right? Like just because she's like, because <laughs> she because she, she pointed at the at the clock as she, she was finishing the race. Excited. She's happy and excited, and she's like, "Stop playing with me! I'm that girl." And she can say that because you know what? She can do something that the major, the vast majority of these people in this world cannot do. And she and she's saying that in response to y'all be walling, right? For to, in response to y'all armchair coaches hating. Yeah, like usually when someone like gets. Get some talk down. They thought that like, all right, I have to, be, I have to be this way. I have it, to show you. Yeah, that's what that's what um um Venus and Serena should do. Like, mm-hmm. y'all, y'all gonna keep playing with me now. Right. I have to do this. Right. Like <laughs> Serena, Serena. I just watched the interview with Serena where they were asking her like, oh, how do you feel about you know? Do you feel like it's easier for you now that people like Osaka and um Simona Halep are out of the draw? And she's just like, I'm Serena. When people come to play. They come to play because they know they play in me. What I'm worried about, what the next chick doing? I got to worry about these people coming to see me because I'm me, okay? And I'm all like, it was just like, why does Serena Williams have to explain that every she's other, her? Every, every other black person that she's her. Like I'm me. Like the girls come to beat me. Like what's this conversation? Yeah. What are we talking about? So you know, folks just be annoying. Um, and finally, the last thing I want to talk about in just black people greatness this weekend: that Bow Wow and Soldier Boy versus is. Easily one of the most entertaining verses I have watched. It's hilarious. In some time, them two little boys—I shouldn't say they little they're, boys. They're grown men because they're adult men that are the same age as me. Are hilarious, hilarious. Bow Wow is very spicy at the mouth, which I appreciate. Yo, Soldier Boy was in there playing like a song for six minutes before it finally got to his verse. And Bow Wow was in the back, like, "Yo, where's his verse at? Where's his?" Like, it was just so funny like you could tell the two of them were friends but they also came there to compete and they also like just they have good personalities they're very entertaining the two of them i don't think i like either of them as people on a general level but they're very entertaining to watch it was very very entertaining like i I still argue that the beanie the beanie and bounty killer one was the most entertaining one i've ever seen yeah but this one is a is a good second in terms of like i I, got the keys laughing at them too i i i think I think this is the reason why um, the verse is good. Like, it's 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 good to see people who are friends mm-hmm. and like they're real cool. Together. Yeah, but like to have and like, I like the guests they brought out. I'm not yeah. gonna spoil it for people. Like, who I, didn't I see like it, people but. who are friends, but like, I I also like verses when they're like there's a lot of spice going back and forth. Mm-hmm. Like, like you don't have to be as like you don't have to give me a Jill Scott Erica vibe. I don't like, need that. You, you don't have to be like one is unity. Like you don't have, like you can give some spice. Yeah. Like they was talking it's, mad trash back and yeah, forth. It, it's okay, and I feel like, like I want something between Jill and Erica 
and Gucci and Jeezy. Like, I want something in between that. Yeah. Like, I want spice, but not like I'm uncomfortable. I don't know if it's safe here. Yeah. But, but I also but don't you, want you can, you can Zen, spice. burn incense. I don't need that. You can make jokes. You can yeah. laugh. Like, the, like you. Of course, they have to like be cool with each other for like to 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 yeah, like even do it in the first place. Yeah. 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 So if you have, excuse that's me. What I was hoping that the Red Man Messing Man would be more like. Yeah. Yeah. Because they know each other, but like they weren't really like. The two of them said we're doing a concert, and yeah. that's that's. And I mean, I think the Soldier Boy and Bow Wow was also a concert yes, on, on like, the highest store. At least there was a lot more spice going back and forth. Yeah, there was a lot more spice. DJ Academics was actually back there DJing, and Bow Wow was like, "Oh, this he a DJ for real? He's, that's crazy. He's, he's not really DJ. Yeah, but yeah, I, I don't believe his DJ ability at all. I don't know. He was back there. Was Bow Wow was making fun of him all Bow the time. Bow Wow called him chubby. I said, bro. He kept making fun of him because he he wouldn't he wasn't hitting the cue. Uh-huh. He was like, you're supposed to play the music as soon as he says it to make it like a dramatic moment. <laughs> but Bow Wow was like, messing your whole moment. <laughs> <laughs> messing your whole moment. I Try cannot. To... He, he's not, he, he wasn't hitting at the right point. Yeah, he was. He wasn't paying attention. He wasn't. Yeah. And then somebody in the comments was like, since Erica Badu said he looked like the thing from Tom and Jerry, I haven't been able to get over it. And I it's have, true. I have not either. I have not been able to get over it either. Every time I see him, I think it. And it's not the fact that she said it. It's that she, she drug took, it for like an hour and a half. She took like the whole interview. She was like, you remind me of somebody. <laughs> and from the beginning, she's like, oh, I'm thinking about it. He's like, have you figured it out? I'm still trying to figure it out. And at the end, she was like, Jerry. Tom and Jerry. I was like, I was like, you would take that long and say that. I'm like, you have a problem. Ever could go home? Get out of here. You have a problem. You are a whole troll, and you don't have to behave this way. Oh my god. You would say Jerry. The fact that she took that long to get it out was the worst. The whole interview. And it was legit like an hour and a half before she finally was like, you know what it is? It's Jerry. Like, no, Erica. I'm turning this damn interview off. I'm sick of you. I don't have time. I'm sick of you. I'm leaving. But yeah. It was a good versus. Check it out. Um, they had a lot of nice guest appearances. They didn't have the one I wanted, but you know that one probably wasn't going to happen because that lady got a husband now. But anyway, um, moving on. New music uh, this week. Uh, lady Gaga, as my girl Gabby likes to call her, Lady Gaga, um, put out the tenth. I guess this is the tenth anniversary of the Born This Way album, so she re-released it. You know, with the tracks remastered and whatever. Um, Tyler the Creator released another album called Called Me If You Get Lost um, Jasmine Sullivan released a single called Tragic and uh, it's kind of like a continuation of the Hotels album and um, she kind of did a, a, a Instagram poll this week trying to find out what was the craziest things people did for a man and the internet as well you should go find it on Instagram uh folks was out here one girl talked about how she stole the guy's dog she got someone she knew to steal the guy's dog and then pretended to help him look for it i was like you people are diabolical and crazy but you know go with god y'all and um ed sharon also released a song called bad habits um i was genuinely surprised to see him because after they found out that he had stole tlc's melody he had faded into oblivion and i i would think to myself from time to time like where's Ed sharon at What's up? Because he was, I that shape of you. He was out here for a minute. He was, and then they said, uh, Candy and them said, I, I, "Run our money, sir." And I guess he went into hiding. Mm. But now he back. He bike. I guess he bike. He bike. I guess he got to make them payments to Candy and them still. So he 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 got to get a little coin. So he put out a song too. But yeah, other than that, it was kind of quiet for music this week. Um, anything else on your on your agenda on your mind? Um. Nah. Nah. Yeah. 
I guess my final thing would just be um, the streets say there's a Delta variant of the vid out there. And so I'm going to need y'all to not act like COVID is over because people keep saying it's over and it's not. It's, not um, it's definitely not over. Um, if you're not vaccinated, you should absolutely still be social distancing and wearing a mask and washing your hands and all that jazz. And if you are vaccinated, you should still be wearing your mask around people, you know, like large crowds and, you know, still distancing and washing your hands and all that jazz because ain't nobody got time for us to go back into another lockdown. Like we're not doing it. Which is more of so the reason why I'm like, so I'm not, relax. I'm not, I don't want to go to Long Island like that because Long Island, I, I'm not sure about y'all. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I'm no, not sure. no shade but shade like a lot of y'all just are not vaccinated wilding and I'm just sure and just out here just breathing air just raw and it's upsetting because the, the the delta variant is out here killing people so you know just be cool y'all just be cool just you know socialize with your people but just be respectful and appropriate about it so that we don't have another massive outbreak of covid because no one has time okay uh so with that being said uh, I think we're gonna head on out of here all right all right, I'm not going to surprise you this time with the ending like I did last week because you weren't ready. Are you ready? I'm ready. And with that said, until next time, we, we bid, bid you, you adieu. Uh huh, uh huh. Yeah, boy. Yeah, yeah. It's the All Love No Fear Podcast. Hey. It's hey. the All Love No Fear Podcast. Hey. Check hey. us out. Hey. It's the All Love Oh No Fear Podcast. Uh huh, uh huh. All Love Oh No Fear Podcast. Hey. 